When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show can be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news, health, and of course, of the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as the other great content. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, I have a bunch of guests for you as I interviewed most of the folks who were out at minicamp last weekend and asked them two questions. What did you think of Washington's offseason? And what is your biggest remaining question as the offseason comes to a close? In most cases, these are reporters who are out there every day. So I wanted to share their thoughts so you can get a diversity of opinions about what what people are thinking. I can't plug all their Twitter handles on here. There were 11 of them who participated. Suffice to say, you can follow each one on Twitter. You can read my work on ESPN.com. I will continue to have multiple podcasts each week. I have a few tentative guests lined up that you will enjoy, including Ron Rivera, Jarrett Patterson, Samus Reyes, in addition to a number of others. And once camp starts, I'll do the daily updates as long as practices are fully open to the media. So I asked this question of other reporters, so I'll give you my answers. As far as the offseason goes, I felt Washington had an excellent offseason. They added more weapons on offense with Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, Adam Humphreys. And those are diverse weapons. Humphreys is not a burner, but he will be a consistent, reliable threat underneath and inside for quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like the way Humphreys works off the tight end, for example, inside. Samuel's versatility will be a big plus, And Brown's ability to make plays down the field adds another element to pair with Terry McLaurin. I think they have good speed. They also have diverse speed as far as what these receivers can do. I like that. I love the addition of William Jackson III and the continued rebuilding of the offensive line. I know they got rid of Morgan Moses, but I like the idea of going with youth and building something that's sustainable. Again, with the head coach who is the power man, oftentimes they go the opposite direction, sticking with the veteran too long and not really eyeing the future, wanting to win right now. Don't know if it's going to work. Don't know if Sam Cosby will be better than Morgan Moses. But I'm okay with the thought process. I like Morgan. I feel like he's going to be a bit of a loss. I don't think anybody's irreplaceable in this league at any anywhere, um, But at least at these positions. But I do think, I like I said, I like the thought process behind it. I like the draft. So who knows how it will really turn out. I really like Benjamin St. Juice and Brown. Harder to say what level guys like Jamin Davis or Sam Cosme will get to um, until we see them in games. It's hard to say. The same is true for everyone, but it's easier to get a feel sometimes for the guys on the outside early on. I like that Davis did not look lost playing in the middle while also being responsible for calling plays. And I also like how Antonio Gibson looked this spring. Granted, no pads, but he does look more comfortable, and I think it will be fun to see This summer, just how much he's developed. The kid continued to develop throughout the year last year. As far as the biggest remaining questions, okay, there there are probably 
there are a couple, but I'm going to boil it down to just two. I'm not going to dwell too much on Ryan Fitzpatrick and the quarterback position because you'll hear a few answers about them from others. I will say I did like the addition of Fitzpatrick. I did like the fact that they didn't force a quarterback in the draft. They had to look for some. They looked at Matthew Stafford. They did. They certainly scouted the heck out of the guys in the draft, and I know there were guys they liked. But they didn't force a guy feeling like, hey, this guy is better for us long term, meaning whatever position, versus just getting a guy to say, hey, now we have a guy that we can develop. If you don't believe he can be a quarterback of the future, you don't take him. They're going to have to do it next year, I believe, depending on how things go. But I did like picking up Fitzpatrick. I do think that he's overall going to be the passing game will overall be better than last year, in part because of him, in part because of the addition of other guys on offense. Uh, I I don't know what he's going to do over 17 games. And I think that's the big question. What happens if he can't or doesn't do it? We we just haven't we haven't seen him take a team to the playoffs. Will he do that? I know a few years ago his team won 10 games with him quarterbacking, didn't make the playoffs. It's not all on him. Has Tyler Heineke really gone from a guy who couldn't get a job in two years to someone ready to lead a team just based on one game and 15 added pounds? Don't know. There's still a big leap of, leap of faith involved here, but man, Heineke's going to be intriguing to watch because I think, you know, you, you because it's Washington, you figure that that backup is going to play at some point, especially if Fitzpatrick doesn't answer the questions in the affirmative, then you're going to need Heineke to, to be a guy and, and maybe even Kyle Allen to be a guy that can really help lead this team. Those are some big questions. Others will get into that as well. But another big question to me, believe it or not, centers around the defense. How much better will they be getting Matt Ioannidis back, adding Jackson and Davis? I do have concerns about the depth at defensive end, and the free safety position remains a question mark as well. Not that they don't have guys who can do some things, but we don't know what they're going to do. I wonder about the quality of depth at corner, though I do think St. Juice helps, and I like that he gives them some versatility as far as what they can do on defense and in coverage. Same with William Jackson. But I know there's some concern internally about the depth there as well, so we'll see. I think the D will be really good. That, to me, isn't the question. But they will also, and I think Chase Young is going to, and Montez Sweat will be really, really good. I, you know, obviously, it's hard not to love that line. But this defense is also going to face a much harder schedule in terms of quarterbacks. You heard Jack Del Rio, I think, reference that a couple weeks ago. I, I know I've mentioned that in stories. The top quarterbacks they faced last year in terms of ESPN's total QBR, and just for your reference, total QBR measures the quarterback's impact on games, not just how they threw the ball, which is what passer rating does, but measures their actual overall impact, tries to. Whether or not you understand it or agree with it, it's all relative because there's a comparison. We're comparing guys and where they're ranked, so the ranking is consistent. Anyways, I hope you understood that. Anyway, last year, here are the quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks they faced in terms of total QBR. Lamar Jackson was at seven. Baker Mayfield, number 10. Kyler Murray, number 14. Matthew Stafford, number 15. In the playoffs, Tom Brady, of course, was, was in that top 10 at number nine. They faced him. This year, they face Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I probably don't have to tell you this, but those are the top three quarterbacks in total QBR. So you see these are guys that impacted games uh, from a winning, you know, in terms of how whether you want a loss, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan, all of them in the top sixteen. That's uh, those those are on Washington's schedule. 
Dak Prescott comes back. He's a guy that you could see being in that top 16 in terms of total QBR. How will the defense handle this schedule? They can be better, but man, this is going to be a challenge. Whether or not that's the biggest question, that is a big topic and in training camp and ultimately the season. Well, that's it from me. After this break, you'll hear from the other reporters about their thoughts on these topics. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about a fun new offer from Monkey Knife Fight that can enhance any sports experience, whether you're at a game, on your couch, or in a bar. It's a daily fantasy sports league that is easy to play. You can sign up on monkeyknifefight.com using promo code JKR and play games such as more or less. Will an NBA player score more or less than a listed point total? You can do the same in baseball. Will a pitcher have more or less strikeouts than a given amount, etc.? It's fun. And every Friday, it's home run derby. Bet on three guys who had home runs that night. All three hit one, you share in the prize pool. Every week, you can participate in their eagle-eyed jackpot based on the PGA Tour. Choose from any sport, from NASCAR to UFC and League of Legends. And of course, once football rolls back around, there will be even more fun prop bets. This is daily sports betting designed for the average fan to use their knowledge and have some fun. Sign up now at monkeyknifefight.com and use promo code JKR. That's promo code JKR. Welcome back. Now, here's what the other reporters had to say about these two questions. How would you rate Washington's offseason? And what is the biggest remaining question? Hey, it's J.P. Finley. I think the Washington football team had a really strong offseason. I think Ron Rivera continues to build this team how he wants it to look going forward. I think they got faster, certainly younger. Um, I, I really am starting to like Sam Cosme a lot. I thought the, the release of Morgan Moses was a, was a questionable move, but... I think once they saw Cosme and then they got Leno, I think it kind of added up. Um, as for the biggest question, to me, this is so obvious, and I feel like some of us are ash-burning ourselves. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I know there's a, a reasons for optimism based on you know, what some of the metrics tell us from the last two years, but I don't think you can ignore the other 15 years where you know interceptions have been a problem and good games followed by bad games if, if he can be a stable quarterback presence for them for 17 games I think it's a pretty damn good football team but I don't know that that's the certainty some are expecting it to be Michael Phillips here from the Richmond Times Dispatch and I think it was a solid offseason overall I think the acquisitions were good acquisitions I think that builds on last year where you, know, you had instant impact guys Logan Thomas JD McKissick I think this is a group that's good at selecting players the question mark has to be depth though who's behind Antonio Gibson who's behind Logan Thomas the offensive line yeah you, you got less depth there when you, when you let go of Morgan Moses they know that defensive end as well I, I think there's question marks across the board can they survive a 17-game season. You have questions. At, what's your? You have questions about quarterback. 
I have no questions about the quarterback. You know I'm, I'm on the Taylor Heineke yes, train I that. that I think he should start, but I, I think Fitzpatrick is a solid veteran option. and I think he potentially opens the door to future solid veteran options if they could show the model works here. And the fact that you're a Heineke guy suggests that you think there is depth because right now he'd be number two. So. If Heineke comes in a game, I feel great about that game. I, go. I, I got no questions whatsoever. This is Matt Paris with the Washington Times. I really like their offseason. You know, you look at their moves. There was nothing that screamed too flashy, but they didn't overpay either. You know, you look at Curtis Samuel's contract, William Jackson's. They were all pretty reasonable. Um, my biggest remaining question, though, is just how the offense fits. You know, you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a guy who's bounced around and uh, for reason. But, you know, I, I kind of like it, but it's just we're so not used to competent quarterback play here. <laughs> and so, you know, what does that actually do? Like, are they an average offense? Are they an above average offense? I just kind of want to see where they kind of rank now that they have made these upgrades. Do you buy into, with Fitzpatrick, the talk is last couple years were his best. Yeah. Do you, did, can you stretch that over 17, or how do you view that? Yeah, you know, I, I think he is playing at his highest level and you know you look at what he did in Miami it was really impressive these guys know firsthand from a couple years ago of just what a difference he can make um but yeah it is uh, I'm interested to see whether he starts the entire 17 games because you do have Heineke and Allen behind him maybe if things go a little south Ron gets a a quick like twitch or anything to to make a change for a week or two but you know I, I like where it's at right now Hey, it's Mitch Tischler. As I look at the way that Ron has constructed this off, constructed this team this offseason, I've really liked a lot of the things that he's done. He started to build depth across this team in, in places that this team hasn't traditionally had it. And it's only one year into this rebuild, and, and you really see a lot of changes that are happening. I love what he's done along the offensive line, creating depth both on the outside and inside. And I really think Sam Cosby is going to step up and be a big part of this offensive line. The biggest question mark left for me, I think, is the biggest question mark for everybody. It's going to be quarterback. I mean, you can you can like Ryan Fitzpatrick and you can like some of the things that he's done the past couple of years as opposed to earlier in his career. But at the end of the day, which which Fitzpatrick are you going to get? And is Taylor Heineke any better at, any better at that point? And so I think really the big question has been the big question since since Kirk's left, and that's what they're going to do at quarterback. This is Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington and of TikTok fame. You can find me on either platform. How I feel like the offseason went, I mean, I look around at some grizzled vets like Kime and Chris Russell and Michael Phillips who have been here after really good seasons and seen how it collapsed. I think this year it's going to be another good season on top of last year's success. I like every move they've made, and it feels weird saying that, but I just think everything makes sense that they've done. In terms of my biggest question, we all see what the defense looks like, but can that defense hold up against all these quarterbacks that are playing? It's five, six, seven MVP candidates, past MVP winners, so many good offenses. So we see what the personnel they have on their side of the ball with Jack Del Rio. But can that group stand up against this really tough schedule and lead the way to yet another division contending slash division title? I like that you went there because that's a brutal gauntlet of quarterbacks they have to face compared to last year. It may be hard to build on it the way people think. Yeah, you're not going to see Ben DiNucci, Nate Sudfeld. It's going to be guys who probably make up the top five of the MVP voting this season. Thank you, Pete. And thank you, Kime. And my other biggest question is if Michigan will beat Ohio State, but I'm taking up too much of your time. I'll head out. <laughs> hey, it's Chris Russell from the Team980SI.com. Um, the offseason for the Washington football team, I listen, I think it was a very productive one. Could they have gone bigger with a big-name quarterback? Of course they could. Could they have spent more money and, and, and tried to get another big-time receiver or something like that? Julio Jones, that type of thing, by a trade. Yeah, of course they could have. I think they reasonably and smartly um, 
tried to help out their team in the biggest areas indeed. Cornerback, a press man cornerback, and William Jackson III, a veteran quarterback who's still hungry, who's still got something left in the tank, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously Curtis Samuel. So I think it was a really good offseason. Was it a great offseason? That'll be determined. As far as the biggest remaining question, I guess you would have to say, can Ryan Fitzpatrick play all 17 games, and can he play it at a level where it's more Fitz magic or at least Fitz solid as opposed to Fitz tragic? That will be the big question. Can they stay healthy? which is everybody's big question. So, you know, that's while generic, I think it's important to kind of note that Ryan Fitzpatrick will go a long way, of course, to determining how good this team actually is and are they a 10-7 and team or are they a 9-8 and team or are they worse? My name is Raina Walker. I work for The Athletic. In terms of Washington's offseason, I would grade them at probably an A-. I would say that's pretty fair. They addressed the needs at wide receiver, obviously bringing in Curtis Samuel. The questions that they had about slot, if they had any questions about that, bringing Adam Humphreys to try that out. Um, obviously, his relationship to Ryan Fitzpatrick. They didn't do very much, in my opinion, in terms of addressing the tight end, the tight end spot behind, but that might be a gym, a gym in the rough type of situation. But on defense, you got better at cornerback. You lose your number two cornerback. You bring in somebody who was considered the top cornerback on the market. We don't know what's going to happen at free safety. I say overall an A- minus because really it was the offense that needed the massive overhaul, and you did a lot of things to improve that. If people are able to stay healthy, I mean, you get a guy like Charles Leno who just happens to come free. Um, you have Cornelius Lucas, who's played on the right side of the line with the Chicago Bears um, with Charles Leno. So, I mean, in theory, on paper, they, they look very good. They didn't have to spend over-the-top money to get what they needed to get. In terms of the biggest question marks, I've sort of alluded to it. I'm very curious about what's going to happen behind Logan Thomas because, as we talked about it on the film, it's just what happens if he goes down. He, right. he did play all 16 games, but you had three catches and 18 yards behind him last season, which just isn't good enough. And I have There's to was a great stat you brought up. Thank you. And I think in the Scott Turner offense, that does at some level require, require the two tight end sets. So if you have two capable tight ends, what can this offense possibly do when you already have a Curtis Samuel, when you already have a Terry McLaurin, Cam Sims, if he develops even further, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is like a capable starting quarterback. If he can stay healthy, just one quarterback staying healthy. Can you even imagine that, John? Um, <laughs> That's my biggest question and on the offense and on the defensive side. Again, it goes to free safety and also Cam Curl. I mean, he was somebody that played very well in those eight games that he started. He had three interceptions, which was more than Landon Collins had in the two and a half seasons he played for Washington for the contract he got. And so I'm curious, how are you going to get a guy who's a clear playmaker on the field when you have somebody that commands the amount of time just if, for no other reason than the amount you've paid him? And then at free safety they're looking for somebody who's going to make plays on the ball and that's somewhere that they have lacked sorely since Sean Taylor's death in 2007. Hmm. Imagine it's been 14 years and that still has not been a place that they've been able to resolve. So those are my biggest questions is what's going on behind tight end number one? What's happening at free safety? How do you get a guy who's a clear playmaker onto the field? Um, but again overall I think that they made a lot of very good low-key moves and I would grade them at an A- minus uh, for the overall offseason. Rick Snyder 106.7 the fan. Pretty good offseason overall. I would like to have seen a quarterback uh, but I think they picked up a lot of depth, and they got younger at some positions. So overall, I think it's a better team than it was a year ago. Uh, their biggest remaining need, I, I think their offensive line is something you still got to figure out. You've got two new guys that tackle, and yeah, they're veterans and all, but and you've got to figure out your left guard. So, I mean, last year's offensive line wasn't good enough, so I think they're revamping it, and we'll see if it's good enough now. And what do you think, like, how, about the quarterback play? Obviously, they did get a quarterback, but you're talking about one for the future. Yeah, I mean, he's on a one-year deal, and he's old. So I think he's a good stopgap guy, and that's what Rivera knows he's close to the playoffs. He needs a quarterback that just won't screw it up. 
And so I think that's why they went for another veteran. You think Fitzpatrick's that, can he be that guy that takes him there? No. Not, well, I think they could make the playoffs this year, but I, he's a 50-50 guy on, career-wise for interceptions. I've seen some in practice that weren't good, but I think overall, uh, you know, he'll be good enough. But I like Heineke a lot. I wouldn't be afraid to play him. Uh, Nikki Javala with the Washington Post. I would say the Washington football team's offseason was pretty successful on paper. I think they still have plenty to prove on the field. Um, made a lot of good additions to the secondary, I thought, which they had to overhaul for the second time in as many offseasons. Um, you know, added Curtis, sorry, my phone keeps going off, added Curtis Samuel um, to receiver, which I thought was probably their biggest addition, um, barring health. Um, what else? I, you know, I think the biggest question for me still is going to be the quarterback position and whether Ryan Fitzpatrick can stay healthy and if his backups, be it Kyle, Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke, um, if they can produce wins in his place and if they can stay healthy. I mean, that's that's always going to be, um, you know, the that's what's going to dictate whether this team is successful. They've had the pieces on defense. I think they perhaps upgraded on defense, but defense alone, um, you can't rely on them for too long, or otherwise you're going to wear them out. So always comes back to the offense and the quarterback to me. And as Nikki was saying this, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw an interception in the red zone. Correct. So there you go. That's why Correct. there were some pauses. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, this is Ben Standig. I cover the Washington football team for The Athletic, and I host the Standing Room Only podcast, which, you know, listen to after you listen to the John Kime Report. <laughs> All right, so the, to the question of what I think of their offseason, well, I think what I like the most is they didn't panic, whether in free agency or the draft. They didn't, um, you know, look, they obviously had certain needs, and they did address them. It, you know, they, they signed a quarterback. They added uh, Curtis Samuel and William Jackson to big deals, but everything was within, like, market price. They didn't rush out and do these sort of crazy things we've seen this organization do in, in the past, and then you look at the draft. Yes, they still need a long-term answer quarterback, but they didn't feel compelled to run out and trade a bunch of picks to get it. And you know, for what it's worth, some of those picks are probably guys like Deami Brown and Ben Saint, Benjamin St. Juice, who they've kept and have looked pretty good. So I liked that aspect of, of their um, their offseason. Yes, they had also addressed a lot of needs. Um, in terms of my concern, I have a macro and a micro thing on the micro. Yeah, there's some depth issues. Who's backing up Chase Young and Montez Sweat at defensive end? Um, you could probably say the same thing at running back, tight end. Like, what happens if something something goes wrong? There's an injury or just whatever. But look, you can't fill every hole on a 53-man depth chart. It's just not conceivable. On the on the Mike macro level, I guess I'm still curious what this offense is. Like all the Ryan Fitzpatrick praise and love, it feels a lot of it is centered on the fact that he's way better than things we think than, than everything that happened a year ago, which is cool, but that's a low bar. Is he enough to take them to another level? That's that's the big question. There's reason to think it could, but we're not there yet. He hasn't, you know, he's never played in a playoff game. He's been, he's, he is who he is, so we'll see what happens. Sam Fortier, the Washington Post. The Washington football team's offseason, I think, was, was a good stockpiling of talent, making the roster deeper. Uh, whether it be you know speed at the receiver position, depth at corner, a lot of things that, that we've talked about before. So I'd say you know a solid job 
Uh, and now they have to put it together, which leads me to the biggest remaining question to me that is offensive coordinator Scott Turner. This is second year as an offensive coordinator. Last year, Ron kind of gave him a mulligan in week five by saying you're not going to see this offense at full capacity until until 2021. So now that they have added speed, now they do have a quarterback that can throw downfield, now that they do have vertical threats, and, and as we're seeing in camp, you know, maybe – more playmakers to which you can just throw screens or or kind of let that talent take over it's up to Scott Turner to make all of that go and and kind of put all the ingredients together so he is my biggest remaining question as we move forward into the season. Did you see signs last season at the end of the year with him that maybe foreshadows what you might see what we might see what you might think of um, him going into this year? I, I think like that Dallas game especially you know some of the when they got the lead and they were able to you know, maybe open up the playbook a little bit, that Antonio Gibson run where he waved, I thought some of those plays showed that he could open it up a little bit. But I think when you start thinking about, you know, even before that Week 17 Eagles game, I think you, you did see him game planning a little bit for Alex Smith because there was a lot of quick stuff. There was a lot of, hey, you know, we can't have our guy back there. We can't ask him to, to do too much. So I, I do think he was hamstrung a little bit. Um, by by his quarterback and, and certainly without Terry you know down the stretch against Carolina as well so th- there were some signs but I think there were very few and far between flashes hey DC sports fans we are the Beltway Sports Bros I'm Matt Vazana and my brother Noel hey Noel this is where you talk Matt are you sure I should be talking you know I can't handle this censored bullshit settle down Noel We're just fans like you, talking all things DC sports every Tuesday and Friday. And check out our top five Fridays and all our awesome guests. Like Doc Walker, Mike Jones, Ben Standig, Bram Weinstein, and many others. Subscribe to our show wherever you get our podcasts and check out all of the great shows from Empire Media. That's it for this episode. Thanks to J.P. Finley, Michael Phillips, Matt Paris, Rhiannon Walker, Mitch Tischler, Pete Haley, Chris Russell, Rick Snyder, Ben Standig, Nikki Javala, and Sam Fortier for sharing their thoughts. I'll be back with another episode Thursday. Talk to you next time.